part one of our series on this shiny, happy people docu-series. We talked about the agendas that people make in these docu-series and and we talked a little about the history of the Duggars, the Gothards uh, movement. And and today what we want to do is just talk about, as Christians, how do we respond to things that when people say they are Christian and they do things that are not Christian, what do we do with that? And so today on Life Talks, that's going to be our, our conversation. I'm Ben. I'm here with Dan, and we are the teaching pastors here at Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, or north of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Dan... You know, we both talked about our history. You talk more about your history than I did, but we both— my history is weirder than yours. <laughs> <laughs> we both have experience in, in independent Baptist circles mm-hmm. with a lot of legalism, fundamentalism, mm-hmm. um, crazy standards. And so a lot of times when we see this, there is a— there's an internal reaction that you and I get when we watch it because we're like, man, I, that's—we live that. Yeah, but I want to point this out. There are always reactions going on at any time in history. That's true. Absolutely. So the independent Baptists reached their peaks in the 70s and 80s. Mm. Well, what happened in the 60s and 70s? You had the Vietnam War. You had the assassination of Martin Luther King. You had the assassination of John F. Kennedy. You had the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. You had the emergence of the Beatles and Elvis Presley. The music changed. You had the sexual Sexual revolution. revolution. You had people burning their bras and their draft cards on college campuses. Mm -hmm. College campuses were being taken over. Then we had Watergate. Mm. And then after Watergate, we had the worst recession since the Great Depression. Mm. All of this was going, our our culture changed dramatically. And it was the middle of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Our culture changed dramatically. And as it did, there were people resisting that. There were people who were frightened. There were people who were who were responding mm. uh, to, to uh, Lawless, the, the, the per- perceived lawlessness. Yeah, and the rapidity of things. And a lot of it had political messaging mm. behind it that said, this is part of a communist plot right. because it was right. the Cold War. So so we we need to interpret things in their context. It's why people are screwing up history so much right now yeah. by by burning down uh, monuments of the past instead of learning from them. That's right. Otherwise, they're going to have a rep- repetition of it That's in right. the future. That's right, 100%. So the, the, the moral majority, the Gothard movement, the rise of the megachurch, the founding of tens of thousands of Christian private schools, mm. some of them for good reasons and a lot of them for bad, bad reasons. reasons. Yeah. But you have to understand the context. Yeah. Why were they responding this way? Where did they go wrong? And where were they right? Mm. And and so we will look back on these days someday, and I won't because I'll be dead. But the next generation who are young people right now will look back and say, oh, man, that was stupid. <laughs> or why did we do that? Or that was an overreaction. Or we didn't react strongly enough yeah. in this area. Or we didn't teach this principle. Yeah. So part of looking at at any depiction of things that happened in the past even as recent as the 90s and early 2000s with the Duggars, needs to be done with with context. Mm. And that's why I think that that's, you know, that's part of it. I, I think it's so vital. What you're just saying is so important because we don't want we don't want to think critically today. We want to. Lo- we want everything oh, to be so yeah. extreme. Down. Everything is over here is bad. Everything that over here is over is good. And we don't want anything in the middle that feels like well, let's let's. There's some nuance here. Let's yeah. talk about this, which is where the learning actually takes place because yes. it requires critical thinking. And so everything that we see, we just want to lump everything that we feel is bad over here, everything good over here. And when you when you have this series, shiny happy people, um, you know. E- 
and this is just the la- latest. I mean, last couple of years, the Secrets of Hillsong, right? Mm-hmm. Like another mm-hmm. document, the documentary series that came out about the all the abuses of the Hillsong Church, and and again, we're not going to open up that can of worms. Um, another, I know, I think another documentary came out about Jerry Falwell Jr. called God Forbid, and some of his unfortunate decisions and his lifestyle and, and those his kinds perverted of, wicked decisions. Yeah, I mean, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just a lot there, and so. Sometimes as a Christian, it can feel overwhelming because it just feels like everything that is magnified Mm -hmm. is this distortion, perversion, sin, wickedness, corruption. And you're just like, man, is there anything good that's happening within the body of Christ today? Such a great observation. And, And I think we have a responsibility as discerners and as learners and as thinkers to not hear, and the scripture warns us, don't listen to just one side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're exactly okay, right. So I grew up in many ways similarly to the Duggars, except we didn't have 19 kids. <laughs> I went to a Christian school instead of homeschool. So they didn't have homeschools. Mm-hmm. I had to wear a tie to school because that was part of the school uniform. Yeah. I did too. I, yeah. I had a, a haircut that looked like you belonged in the Marine Corps. Yep. I did not get to go to the school dances. No. I was not, I was not allowed to go. I didn't go to a movie until I was in my thirties. Hmm. I didn't. My my, my oh, sisters. Oh man, you missed a good time. <laughs> my sisters and my mother <laughs> did not wear slacks. Hmm. I went that's to, pants for you youngins. Yeah. <laughs> they wore culottes. <laughs> Ask your mama what those were. I I, I you know I I was sheltered. Hmm. Right, and I had a great childhood led by parents who loved me. Hmm. Now, did I raise my kids the same way? I did not. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you'll talk to my kids, they grew up like Amish kids. <laughs> they don't know Amish. <laughs> and and your kids will look at the th- decisions that you made and mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, my dad, you know, I mean, I think there's coming a day real soon where, the, you know, if you spanked your kids, I mean, they they actually hit you with a board, with a hand, you know, I, you know. T- Listen, t- I, go, I when I was a kid, <laughs> I they used spanked at school. I spanked kids at school. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that if you- Oh, if you, I, yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. run for president because somebody will show up and they'll say, Mr. Burrell, when he was an English me. teacher, beat me half to death. But now the, the <coughs> things evolve. They do change. Yeah. Um, and some things but for the better- some things for the better, yeah. some things... You, uh, you're not going to convince me that, uh, you know, a little bit of corporal punishment wouldn't solve at least some of the world's woes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but I think that there's there's so many room, there's so much room for abuse. I mean, that, I mean we're not going to have a debate episode on whether you should spank at school. Oh, we but, could. <laughs> not at school, but at home. Well, at fun. home, I mean, yeah. That'd be fun. Have we done a spanking episode before? I don't think before? we have. Let's do that. All right. Write that L- put, write that down. Um, <laughs> so, but but I think that that this whole idea of wanting to put things in categories and just writing things off. When you watch the Duggars, I think one of the things that we should do is you need to be able to call out the evil when you see it. Yeah. You need to be able to call abuse when you see it. You say, that's not right. Not because of how it makes you feel or not because of what culture says about that thing. You call out things where the word of God is the standard and the spirit of God shows like that is not right. Mm -hmm. And I think that... That's what we've got to make sure that our opinions and our thoughts and our feelings about what what happened and what the things that you watch in the four-part series, that you do not let the culture, the filmmakers, someone's experience tell you what's right or wrong. There's a lot of things that happened in that household, in that movement that we would say, 
that's that's not good. That's wicked. That's should have yeah, never but, happened. But I would say say add this to this. That makes them like every other family. I think the bigger lesson here is that their strategy was not the solution. Mm. This the problem is is always related to the wicked sinfulness of our own fallen conditions yeah. individually. We're yeah. all totally depraved, right? Yeah. And and there seems to be in that mentality the idea that you can shelter enough or mm. you can train enough That's right. or you can control enough yeah. that you don't still have to fight that battle of the will in submitting to God's truth. And, and in their zealotry, they replaced best with things that their motivation was good. I look back on some of the things I, and again, I didn't watch the show, but it was everywhere in the culture. Mm-hmm. Do I think that it's wrong to, to insist that your daughters dress modestly? No, I actually think that's good. Right. Would I go to the extent that they did? No, I don't, wouldn't mm-hmm. and didn't. But that's a degree but, but issue. See, that's, but see, that's the principle that, you know, they, they take the abuse of the principle and make you think that if you have any standards for your child, exactly. that you are exactly. now the Duggars. Yeah. And, and, and I would say to you that if you're going to be that totalitarian, harsh, patriarchal guy, and that's wrong, that it's equally wrong to say to your daughter, yeah, walk out with a crop top and short shorts <laughs> and, and and go hang out with all your your, your guy friends and, and see if a Bible study breaks out. Yeah. You know, that, Listen, the, 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 the extremes are always dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, there there have been times, I just I'm sure you did it when. With, with Megan, and, and like I have it to do with I my daughter, stories. where it's like she comes out of room to leave. And I'm like, no, you're not leaving the house dressed mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> you know, like I'm the worst on, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, by the way, I don't, I think if you don't have that happen in your family, you're not parenting. Yeah. I, I think I that, think you should have that happen. Yeah. And, and so th- there's just so many things as, as a, when you're watching these things, you have to make sure you think critically. You have to be able to say, okay, what was the good principle that got perverted? What mm-hmm. was the what was the what was the good intention? And I think you talk about intentions, and I think intentions are important. But I I think one of the one of the biggest takeaways I I, I have from that in this entire series, and again, I didn't watch it, but I literally have talked about it for hours with my family because so I feel like I've watched it. But I think that for a lot of the families that got caught up in, from my own experience, your own experience. That in that independent Baptist fundamentalist environment, very legalistic, very outward show of 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 things, um, there was a lot of we want to do things the right way. We want to train. We want principles. We want standards. None of that is wrong. Hmm. But when you when you don't have love, those things will. It just feels different, mm-hmm. and and again, I'm not trying to judge whether or not the Duggars love their kids or not. But what I feel like is in a lot of those situations and the stories that were told by people that grew up in that movement, what mattered is obedience. What mattered was conformity. It was not love. It was not. I want my child to know how much I love them. It was. I want my child to turn out right, and I want my child to obey, and I want my child to live righteously. And there's a. You, that's not a bad desire, but our desire should always flow for like Eve, the way God loves us is that he he died for us. His love com, you know compelled him to to go to the cross. And it was his love that that fuels our righteousness. That's the way it is for Christ. Christ is, I want you to love others 
because of how much I've loved you. And so you can have all the right standards and all the right ideas and right, 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 right. But when you do not have love, man, there's a lot of things that get lost in the in that. And I think that's one of the things that, that stood out to me. I, I think for, for me, it was also the need for balance. Hmm. Um, and, and, and to realize that no earthly tactic is sufficient to accomplish a spiritual objective. Hmm. In, in the end, the only power that matters that changes death to life is the gospel. A- Amen. And, and, Amen. It, and, and the reality is there have been a lot of parents who poured a lot of effort into the, the biblical principle, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he was, and, and that literally comes from a, a, a Hebrew term, hanak, and it's the word that you would use like to train a rose on a, on a trellis mm-hmm. or to start a horse in a race through a gate. Mm. Um, so the, 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 that's the principle. But ultimately, whether you're parenting or training a rose or racing a horse, at some point, the rose makes the decision on where it's going to go. The, <laughs> the horse, horse decides whether it's going to win the race, and your kids are going to decide what they do with truth. That's right. And all we can do is head them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. All we can do is get them pointed in the right direction. And 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 at the same time, if you love your kids, you're going to say no sometimes. If you love your kids, you're going to protect them from, from certain influences, knowing that when they get adult, they will make different decisions than you've made. That's right. But- at least for your family, you will have said, here is a standard. Standards never replace the transformation of the Word of God Mm. in somebody's life. Mm. But standards are a placeholder for something called holiness Mm. or protection. And so it's good to have these standards. You know, if you let your little kid, your your five-year-old, you know, watch some show like Yellowstone, for example. It has F-bombs every 30 seconds. Mm. If you let your little kid watch, do not be surprised that when by the age of six, they've got a mouth <laughs> like a sailor. Excuse me to all the sailors. I don't think it's a wise parent who lets their kids get exposed to yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Um, if, and, and again, if you if you let your, uh, your five-year-old win every time they pitch a, a temper tantrum in the grocery store mm. and give in to them, uh, hang on because at 16- They know who's in control. Yeah, they're going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally, I do mean that. Um, the, 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 they're going to escalate that. At some point, you have to parent. You have to say no. You have to say, in my house, these are my. Po-. You will be in by ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. You will not go out with those people. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you will be this age before you do these activities, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make you a bad parent. That doesn't make you a dugger. And that doesn't. But it doesn't mean that your kids are going to also grow up and love Jesus and yeah. serve in their local church. And I think that's the most dangerous thing is when you want guaranteed outcomes, it will lead you to do things that are not that don't respect the, the, the order that God's in the freedom that God's created in our, in our world. If you say, I'm guaranteeing, I'm guaranteeing, I want guarantees that my kids are going to be like this, then man, you're, you're going to do a lot of things to harm that child. Mm -hmm. Because once you take away, again, what we're saying is have the standards, have the, the principles, do it in love, do it with grace, do it with truth but you have to allow your child at some point to make these decisions and walk with them in relationship. I think one of the things that you see with a lot of these families that that want guaranteed outcomes is they their child never had an opportunity to make any decisions and or and, mistakes. Or mistakes. Yeah. And then when they're out on their own, we have no idea what's in their heart. We have no idea what you know what they really love or what they really value because it's just like that they were 
they were given they they were not given the choice to show who their what their what was really in their heart and so that's why when the thing happened with Josh Duggar you're kind of like well, that was in there all along mm-hmm. it may not have been able and it, obviously there's a, there was abuse in the home um a horrible thing that happened within their family that you know we don't want to you know exasperate but it was like that was inside of him yeah. and and it, the fact that the the culture i think in that environment and that movement and maybe even in the home, because I don't know the home, so right, I, I shouldn't right. judge that, but would have been if he had gone to his dad and said, dad, I'm having problems with impure thoughts, yeah. or I've been looking at porn, or I've done this or that, what would the dad's response have hmm. been? Mm-hmm. And we have to think through those scenarios yeah. and the fact that our kids are fighting battles that we did not fight as parents. That's either. right. hundred uh, percent. You know, parenting is very, very dynamic. Um, and the, the funny thing is when I was young, I knew I had all the answers. I used to go across the country. I got paid lots of money, uh, to, to give a lecture called Raising Beaver Cleaver Kids in a Bart Simpson World back in the eighties. Mm. Um, I, I, and, and then my kids got to be teenagers and I realized my stuff isn't working like it's supposed to. <laughs> well, the culture had shifted. Yeah. They didn't know who Beaver Cleaver was, and yeah. Bart Simpson was aging fast. Yeah. Now Bart so, Simpson's the, the – cl- He's like, a conservative. I hope you're like Bart Simpson <laughs> one day, kid. <laughs> no kidding. But, but – and that's where we have to – you know, we, we go back to the Word of God. You have to do your best. You have to cover it in prayer, and you have to love unconditionally. Yeah. And, and, and to some extent um, – you know, the battle we fight is a spiritual battle hmm. as much as anything else. So anybody that tells you, whether it's Bill Gothard or or Jim Bob Duggar hmm. or Dan Burrell, <laughs> that if you'll do these 10 things, your kids will turn out right. Yeah, they're lying to they're, you. Th- yeah. Do not buy that. Don't buy that ticket. That's, yeah. that's not going to work. I think the last thing I, I would just add to this conversation is I thank God that, that, none, that none of us got on television. <laughs> Oh, this is, I'm so glad you're saying this. I mean, I think a lot of times people dream of fame and dream of, you know, influence. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, man, no, nobody wants their private issues in their family no. aired. For, I mean, I feel but, in in some ways I, I, I don't, I don't feel sorry for the parents because they made a lot of mistakes, but what I, what I don't, what I wish that I wish their entire family had the privacy to handle these things privately, but they, because they invited all these television. They made a conscious they, choice. They, That's my harshest criticism for them. I literally believe they hoard out their family for bucks. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. How else are you going to support 19 kids, by the yeah. way, unless yeah. you make a lot of money? And it was, it was just, I, I look at that and say, man, that, don't ever wish fame on anyone yeah. because, you know, sometimes God does give fame to certain people because they can handle it. But there's some people, like you said, they whore themselves out and and to get that attention, to get the money, whatever comes and with that. And we have a way of rationalizing it because in their family, I believe they rationalize it. We're going to be able to show the world what it means to grow up Christian. Yeah, and we're going to influence all. But, but yeah. now it's it's now turned and it's now become this giant billboard for don't do this. Yeah. And and so, you know, as, as my as we end this this conversation, again— the biggest thing that I think you and I were saying, Dan, is think critically. Don't lump everything. You know, don't don't buy into agendas either one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, eat the meat, spit out. Eat the out. Bones. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. Pray to God that you're pray for your children, love your children, have standards for your children, but don't don't buy into systems that yeah. guarantee success. And don't be too harsh 
on people. Yeah. Because the reality is none of us probably listen to this have ever met the Duggars. We don't know what their motivation was. That's right. We make assumptions. Um, and, and there's some things in evidence that that we know we're stupid mm. in hindsight. Yeah. But a lot of us make decisions every day that we will look back on someday and yeah. say, well, that was stupid in hindsight. <laughs> Ours just isn't public. You know, Ours is not on television. on television. Absolutely. Well, this has been, a, a, I think, a, a really interesting conversation to have. Whether you've seen the series or not, it's it's a cultural moment that Christians are having to navigate. And, and as, as followers of Jesus, make sure that you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus not on the abuses of people who claim to follow Jesus. I think that's really important for us to do today. This has been another talk, another conversation at Life Talks. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed the Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.